Welcome again to The Captain's Vlog, a podcast by FierceTurtle.co.uk. This is episode 5 in series 1, and today I'm going to be continuing with the pros and cons um, commentary which I've made on uh, each leg of the Clipper Round the World Yacht Race, and the pros and cons to consider when signing up for or when uh, preparing for doing one of those legs as a what we call a legger um, I should just point out that these are just my experience of the 2011-12 race and once or twice certainly with regard to leg 5 and leg 4 my experience as skipper on uh, the 13-14 race but they are my independent views and are in no way linked to or endorsed by uh, the Clipper race or Clipper Ventures uh, or Clipper Training so um, with that sort of disclaimer out of the way, uh, let's get on with uh, this episode. So leg seven. Generally, it's starting somewhere on the west coast of North America. Uh, the last couple of races, it started out of Seattle. So you're still quite a long way north early in the spring or late winter. And therefore, you can expect some fairly inclement weather for the first week or so, um, certainly until you're um, south of San Francisco, I'd say. Um, obviously it's going to be weather dependent so you might just be lucky but um, it's going to start like that and leg 7 normally goes around North America and through the Panama Canal and therefore it's going to get warmer for a large part of the race and lighter airs um, you're then going to travel through the Caribbean um, all got a pretty good idea the sort of weather you're expecting in the Caribbean and then from there you're going to go north and up the eastern seaboard. Um, probably in the past it, the, the race has ended up in New York, but of course there's plenty of other venues up the east coast, so um, it might not be New York, but um, from New York or from whichever port is the end, you will then have leg 8, which will be the final crossing of the North Atlantic. So weather-wise, um, might start cold and wet, it's going to get warmer and warmer the further south you go. Uh, the breeze will get lighter as you go south. Uh, this is all obviously general generalities um, or generalizations. Um, likely that you're going to be doing quite a lot of downwind lightweight spinnaker work uh, as you approach Panama. You do go through some sort of wind funnels. Um, around Mexico which um, and sort of South America where um, you get some fairly um, dramatic increases in wind as you drive through them but um, obviously you're welcoming that because you're trying to get boat speed but a lot of the time you're going to find it you're back into sort of leg five territory where it's going to be sometimes quite tricky sailing um, where um, efficient uh, spinnaker changes and sail drops and changes um, is going to be an important part of it um, tactics again although to some extent that's limited to sort of inshore or offshore and trying to find the breeze and the, and the right wind angle um, and then you, of course you've got the Panama Canal so the Panama Canal you clearly can't race through the Panama Canal um, so you will all uh, the race is normally split into two parts at least and you will stop and congregate on the west side of the canal um, at Panama and then once the boats are together there will be a window where you have a pilot on board uh, who gets on board each boat and normally in small groups you'll travel through 
the Panama Canal, which in itself is quite an experience for those that have never done that before, and most people haven't. So um, you're crossing uh, the link between North and South America. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing that you can go from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean uh, or to the Caribbean in, in just a few hours of motoring. Um, it's quite a feat of engineering. A feat of engineering. You, you're crossing from um, from Panama to um, uh, the eastern side, the Caribbean side, which is uh, near Colón, um, which um, is a is a port. <laughs> and uh, uh, there's a marina on that side, which is normally where everybody um, congregates. And that marina is quite uh, quite pleasant and has swimming pool and stuff so if you have time to stop there which you may or may not um there's uh, a few opportunities for uh, a cold beer and a and a, and a swim in the swimming pool uh, assuming the boats are going to be stopped there for a, a day or two which sometimes they are and sometimes they aren't depends on when everybody gets through for the start of the next race um it's possible that because of the part of the world you're in uh, the race start will be offshore so you're going to go out and try and seek some breeze and therefore, um, from a race start perspective, it's likely to be a Le Mans race start, although not necessarily, but it's, it's more than likely, I'd say. And so um, if um, if having done your level four training, you like the idea of a Le Mans race start, then this is definitely um, one where you're likely to see it so that your skills will come into place and into play. Um, you are then going across uh, the Caribbean, which... Um, you know, it's pretty nice sailing at the best. Uh, it's not necessarily the wind's not necessarily going to be in the right direction uh, for you because you're you're travelling sort of eastwards or northeastwards. But um, if you're lucky, you're going to get a nice reach across the Caribbean and good breeze, and um, that would be very enjoyable. It's hot down below deck again, and um, if you're travelling at any speed um, and not in you know sort of dead light airs where you might risk a, a hatch opening. Um, you're going to have all your hatches down and, and it's going to get very hot. So like leg five again, you need to prepare for that. And if you haven't heard what I've said on leg five in terms of personal fans and things like that, it might be worth having a listen to that uh, podcast. Once you're through and into the North Atlantic, you're going to be thinking about two things. The first is going to be current because there's a very strong beneficial current going from south to north inshore and then you're also going to be thinking about breeze and wanting to get breeze so you might sometimes be better off going offshore for the breeze it's going to vary so tactically that's another big call um, on the 11-12 race I was on um, Edinburgh inspiring capital CV1 and we had um, a very good leg seven where we uh, we took a punt from the back of the fleet and went offshore and um, jumped almost the entire fleet uh, so we did um, we did pretty well there. We were quite pleased with that. And um, what have you got to lose at the back? So, so it's um, it's one of the pros is is the sailing area. It's very pleasant. Um, another the pros is that the race is going to be split into at least two races because you've got pre and post Panama Canal, which gives you another um, hit at getting um, a podium position. And um, yeah, you're you're leaving the west coast of the states. You're going through the Panama Canal, and you're going to end up. Um, in the East Coast in, in a um, significant port of some sort or other. Uh, if it's New York, um, dropping the mainsail and looking across um, at um, 
at Manhattan Island is, and, and the Statue of Liberty uh, on the opposite side is is pretty special. I found that I've always wanted to go to New York, and that was my first time there, so I found that pretty special. And uh, having the opportunity to enjoy a few days in New York was also great. Um, so, pros and cons of the race. Um, again, we found a, quite an exciting um, shy kite run up the east coast of the US. So the last three days or so, we were running a kite constantly, quite shy on the wind, um, making good progress within sight of most of the rest of the fleet. Um, it was um, just going into sort of um, shorts weather at that time. Um, so it was champagne sailing really at its best, really enjoyed that. Um, and uh, the same on the way down to Panama, although we did sort of start to run out of breeze as you get further south, which is understandable, that's that part of the world. But lots of spinnaker sailing, so if you enjoy sailing with a spinnaker, uh, a lot of light air spinnaker sailing on leg seven in my experience, and um, um, because it's now topped and tailed with um, with um, further north ports, so certainly Seattle, if Seattle is part of one of the ports, you are going to see some um, some more robust sailing at the beginning, probably some larger seas and all that sort of stuff. So, um, so pros and cons wise, um, one of the other advantages to leg seven is that um, um, you're getting to see, uh, you're, you're introducing new people to the race again. I think I said in the last episode, it's good that leggers get to uh, um, add some spice in terms of personality, conversation, physical and um, emotional energy to the boat. Which after leg six is probably they probably get the round of the world as will probably be pretty tired, so that's great. Um, so as a legger, you really are bringing something to the boat on leg seven. Um, it's it's like leg five. It's not going to be largely one of the more challenging legs in terms of big seas, although you could well see some. But um, it has going to have it's going to have the same challenges in terms of tactics and sail changes and spinnaker work. So um, it has its own challenges. It's very warm again, especially if you're waiting around in Panama or Cologne. There are some hotels, so if you're waiting around for a couple of days for boats, you can probably go and find some air-conditioned accommodation somewhere if you're prepared to pay for it. And um, uh, yeah, sailing through the Caribbean uh, is 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 well, it's never a hardship, is it? It's um, it's always pleasant. Um, depend on when you cross the Caribbean, there is always the chance, of course, of um, uh, getting some big tropical storm revolving through there um, and of course as you'd expect the weather routing and clipper uh, are looking at that all the time to make sure that um, the boats are going through there without any major risk of um, hurricanes etc um, you are crossing that part of the world normally I would say in sort of early parts of the hurricane season so uh, there is a chance you might uh, have the odd hurricane uh, starting to build and come through although you're probably going to be through just before that happens and um, obviously you're going to avoid them if you do end up in anywhere near within a few hundred miles of a hurricane so um i think the 13 14 race had quite an exhilarating time through a um, tropical revolving storm and um and most people i spoke to rather enjoyed it and it, of course it's warm which is the big benefit so you see big winds but also um warm sea um, and um, yeah, and then New York is a is a great place to finish and uh, have a place to tell stories of your daring do. So leg seven, um, again a warm leg, um, 
probably one of the lesser in terms of big season big boat speeds but still has its own challenges in terms of tactics and crew skills spinnaker work etc and uh, for those of you signing up uh, to leg seven you're you're going to enjoy it it's a it's a really exciting and interesting leg split into two races with um, the opportunity to see um, one of the great wonders of the world the Panama Canal close up and personal so I hope that that's of some use to you if you've been listening to this series on the pros and cons of the various legs of the clip around the world yacht race as I say these are all personal um, experiences and personal views and are not um, endorsed by or um, or uh, supported by uh, anybody else including the clipper around the world yacht race and um, if you are signed up to do the race um, or think you're signing up to do the race I um, I wish you all the best for whichever leg you choose and uh, next in this podcast series is going to be leg eight the homecoming leg sometimes known as the glory leg and uh, then I will be doing a short um, blog uh, later on those of you that have signed up to do the whole races around the world crew and some of the advantages disadvantages uh, well very few disadvantages other than your bank account but I would um, I'll be going through that in some detail as well as uh, the end of this series of podcasts so thanks again for listening if you'd like to comment or add your own advice please do so either on the um, on the podcast anchor FM app or alternatively through the YouTube channel, First Turtle YouTube channel in the comments section. Um, I may or may not have put some useful links in the description box, so um, by all means search through there and see if there's any uh, links. Uh, from time to time I'll add an affiliate link there as well, so if there's something there that you think you might want to buy and you click on it, it takes you to Amazon, I might get a few pence and commission from that. doesn't cost you any more, but it also uh, helps to um, pay for the cost of the podcast, etc. So thanks again for listening and um, hope to... Um, I hope to be able to share my experiences with you again uh, in the near future. Thanks again. Bye.